0: Hi, everyone. It is season two of the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Sigenfus. Join my friends and me as we share conversations about little things, big things, all the things. This is your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Let It Be podcast. We are in the middle of the month of May, and this whole month, we have been honoring moms, but today, I have some daughters who are here with me, and they're going to be sharing their story and honoring their mom in a completely different way. We have been chatting just for a few minutes prior to pressing record on the mics, and I think I've teared up about four times already, so I can't make any promises that this will not be an emotional conversation, but... I am so glad to have two of my dear friends' daughters with us today, Vanessa and Brooke. So girls, thanks for coming on the Let It Be podcast. Of course. And Vanessa, will you go ahead and start, tell us who you are and maybe um, some things that you do outside of school and then tell us your favorite ice cream
1: flavor. Yeah, so my name is Vanessa Rosander. Um, I am finishing my junior year and I am 17 and... I am very involved in a lot of school activities. I love to play sports, especially with my sister. I play soccer, basketball, and softball. And my favorite ice cream flavor would be raspberry chip.
0: Awesome.
2: I'm Brooke Brooke Rosander, and I'm finishing my freshman year and I'm 15. And I guess I also like playing sports with Vanessa. (laughs) Uh, I play volleyball, basketball, and softball. And my favorite ice cream is strawberry.
0: Love it. Love it. And we know each other because Brandis, who is your bonus mom, Mm -hmm. became one of my really good friends when you all started coming to our church. And then it just worked out perfectly that our girls are exactly the same age as you girls and you guys became friends and um, all the fun things. So I'm so glad to share your story this week. I know that it's a story that honestly, thankfully, a lot of teens have not walked through Um, But I have just been honored to watch you guys grow and just live out this beautiful life in spite of some of the hard things that you guys have gone through. So let's just jump right into the story. As I mentioned, Brandis has been on this podcast in the past, so she's shared a little bit of it, but obviously we're going to hear your story from a very different perspective and um, I just kind of want to let everyone who's listening know that we've talked about this and their family knows about our conversation. <laughs> and um, so we're just going to be open and transparent and just walk alongside your journey. So, girls, just right off the bat, your story starts here when we're talking about moms with the fact that you lost your mom to cancer when you were very, very young. Um, Vanessa, what did you say? How old were you? I was eight. And Brooke, you were? I was six. So you guys were just little, little girls Mm -hmm. when you lost your mom. Can you just kind of, either one of you, can you just kind of take us back to those months and and even years? I don't really know her full story of how long she battled with it and just kind of what that was like in your house as a child, going to school, still doing the things um, with a mom who was sick.
1: Yeah, so I can go. Um, It was kind of confusing, to be honest, as a little, at the time, around six-and-a-half and 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 four-and-a-half-year-old little girls going through elementary school, just getting into sports and making new friends. Um, We didn't really understand what cancer was at the time. We, I mean, you can kind of assume that it was a sickness when you were younger, but you didn't really know to the extent of what it is and what you're about to go through, either if that's you personally or knowing someone going through it. Um, our mom was an incredible woman. She was super strong. Um, she never let anyone know how she was feeling sick or if she was feeling down. Um, she was always at every game, at every practice, at every concert, every volunteer opportunity in our classes. So, at the time, we really didn't really grasp what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw her lose her hair. We saw her not want to get out of bed, and. I mean, I think I can speak for the both of us. That was kind of weird because we were always a very active family, but in reality, we didn't really fully understand like what she was going through deep down. We were just really young at the time.
0: Yeah. Brooke, was that the same for you? Or do you have different memories? You were, I mean, you were young. Yeah.
2: For me, I feel like I really struggle to remember really any part of anything. Mm -hmm. Like I can remember all of these like spotty little moments and like, all these, like, fun little moments, but, like, nothing really specific that I can, like, mm-hmm. spot-on talk about. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's also been, like, a really big struggle for me. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, so what are some of the – I know you just mentioned that your mom was always really active mm-hmm. and, and at all the things. What are some of the memories that if you could describe her to someone that sit with you within you?
1: Yeah, I mean, my biggest memory would be even since – I was super young my mom and I always had like our song together and it was called I Won't Give Up by Jason Mraz and Mm -hmm. our stepdad surprised us with tickets to a Jason Mraz concert when we were younger and we were super tired, it was getting really late, it was outside, we were cold, definitely cranky, <laughs> and we were just like, we, we gotta go. But my mom and I, we were so sad because he hadn't played our song yet, and mm-hmm. at the venue where the concert was, you had to walk up a hill from where you were sitting to the, the parking lot, and we get to the top of the hill, and Jason Mraz sings our song, Aww. and so we drop all of our chairs, we drop everything, and my mom and I slow dance on the top of the hill to our song. And that is probably one of my most like vivid memories with her just because we got to share something that had always been super special with us. And then we got to just like live in it. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah.
0: Mm, I love that. See, I told you this is (laughs) tear up up number one (laughs) since we've been recording. Um, How did, do you remember either one of you, how your dad and mom even sat you down to say, this is what we're getting ready to embark on as a family?
1: Yeah, I remember it. Um, We were sitting at our grandparents' house, and we went over there sometimes after school or just to hang out before our mom got off of work just Mm -hmm. because she was a full-time working mom. Mm -hmm. And um, we, I mean, I don't know if Brooke can say the same, but as a little girl, I feel like I could kind of pick up on things, and as younger kids can Mm -hmm. if something's just not right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that night, we were all sitting on the couch, and... Um our mom comes home and she's like we all have to talk. And at that point my dad was there and they weren't together at the time, but we were still I mean one big happy family. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't uncommon for him to be there. But we didn't usually have those like sit down serious talks and so I mean you could just tell from that moment that something was up. And she sat us down and basically explained that she had gone to a doctor's appointment because she just felt like something was off. And they did a couple of scans and she had breast cancer and she kind of asked us if we knew what cancer was, if we knew what that meant whatsoever. And we really didn't. And so we just kind of explained how, or she explained how she would be having to go to the doctor a lot. She was probably going to lose her hair. She told us that because she didn't want us to get scared. Um, and that it was just probably going to be a big change for us. And There was going to be a lot of different things coming our way that we had to be prepared for. And then we decided we weren't going to be sad anymore. And we went out to Red Robin that night and (laughs) got some burgers and fries and (laughs) went on. And yeah.
0: How long did she, did she battle it? Did she get into remission ever?
1: She battled breast cancer for probably a year or Mm -hmm. a little under. She beat that, was cured, everything was good. And then about probably 3 or 4 months later she went back in for another scan just to make sure everything was okay and the cancer had come back in her liver mm-hmm. and so that's where it kind of started and it was more aggressive than the cancer originally was and so that that whole second round was the big battle
0: mm-hmm. what was it like for you guys to be young little girls and when when that moment came when she did pass away Do you remember?
2: Um, Actually, the story, we were actually in Hawaii with her and our stepdad and then the two of us, Mm -hmm. and we were having a great time, like, just hanging out on vacation, but one day she started feeling really sick, and so, like, she didn't want to get up and eat, and so my stepdad, our stepdad was like, we have to go to the hospital then, like, you know this can't be happening, so we go to the hospital, and the doctors are like, this isn't looking good. And what I can remember is, like, all a lot of our family, like, close family, like, her grandparents came and, like, one of her closest friends and... To Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. And so then they decided to actually transfer her back to Seattle where we all were able to, like, be in the room with her. And all I can just remember is us just, like, all cramming in the room, like, so many people in this, mm-hmm. like, not large room. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, and then it happened. And then we were all just like, wow. Wow. So it was that quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to fill in some of the details, we were in Hawaii for probably four or five days before she really started to feel sick. And this was like mid treatment. So we knew that there was possibility that she could start to feel down, but this was un- very much unlike her. Like she was refusing to get out of bed. She was refusing to eat. And so we rushed her to the hospital and, we were probably in the hospital in Hawaii for around two weeks. Wow. And that's when all of our family came in because we didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, and then they finally transferred back to Seattle so that everyone who wasn't able to come to Hawaii was able to see her.
0: Mm. Wow. So, and we didn't mention that you girls are from Seattle yes. originally, yeah. that's where you were living. So what was, at by this time, you're six and eight. What was life like? How do you kind of pick up and move forward? I know you had family there. So what was life like those next months and even next couple of years?
1: It was really overwhelming. I remember I was also really angry. I wasn't like, it wasn't angry at her. I was more angry at like the world. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a little girl who just lost her parent and the midst of everything else going on in this world. And um, I just remember going back to school like a week after it all happened and immediately feeling like the love from my other eight-year-old classmates and teachers. Um, But I think that also added on to like the fact that I wasn't gonna see her anymore. Mm -hmm. And like that added on to really realizing what had just happened. So
2: For me, I feel like, it was really hard because I was six and then I came back to school and kids would like ask me or like talk about their moms or something like that. And I wouldn't really be able to like communicate or like understand like I actually don't have that person anymore. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that was really hard for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that the ages, girls, I'm not going to make it through <laughs> <laughs> <at all. laughs> um, I think that the ages that you were at, is really challenging because you know when you're 14 or 15 kids around you understand mm-hmm. the gravity of what you've been through but when you're 6 another 6 year old who's bopping home off the bus to mom and dad at the end of the day they can't they can't put their themselves in your shoes and try mm-hmm. to understand what you're going through i've always been amazed because we have been around people who have who have experienced loss it, at the school age mm-hmm. level. And I've always been amazed at how quickly, and I'm sure it's good, they're able to go back to school. Um, we have a, a girl at my, my girl's school who lost her mom over, I guess it was the very, very beginning of the school year. And she got back to school pretty quickly. And I guess maybe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, just kind of having that routine mm-hmm. of life is helpful to, to get, back into and and move forward so how do you move forward how do you take those next steps of um you know finding finding happiness in the things that you did share together Mm -hmm. and um you know what role did maybe your grandparents play or your dad play in all of that
1: yeah I mean our family stepped up big for Brooke and I um I think they obviously they're also grieving and dealing with the sadness that comes with it but they kind of put that to the side just to make sure that we were okay. Um, And I think a big thing for us was we didn't really try to stay distracted in things that were uncommon to us, like Mm -hmm. to take our mind off of the fact that something just, I mean, this big happened to us. Um, We kind of try to stay in our routine, like you said, and try to find things that were normal or our new normal, because I mean something huge was just taken out of our lives that would make that kind of difficult. But I think with our family, going back to that, like our grandparents came to see us almost all the time. I mean, our dad and our stepdad had a great relationship for us just to make sure that we didn't have like another stress on top of everything else going on and so that we could really move forward. And I think they were really trying to find like the healthiest way possible for us to, continue to grow and to continue to learn because we were so young um, in just a way that in the future this wouldn't feel like such, I guess, a burden on us to think about. Like, now we can think back on her and still be sad, but, like, it's, we're so lucky that we would have had her and, like, to honor her now, so.
0: Yeah. I love that. So, eventually, Brandis comes into yeah. the picture. <laughs> how, how long after that? Do you remember? I was think it was when, like
2: two or three months after our mom had passed away. When met they met? We met Brandis. Yeah. Okay.
0: Which is so crazy because she shared <laughs> the wild story
2: <laughs> of yes. how she and yeah. your dad met.
0: And I mean, it really is unbelievable that you guys have gone through this tragic loss. And yet here, Brandis and your dad met. And then ended up, you guys cross-countrying and and all of these things. So when she came into the picture and you knew that, okay, this is a serious relationship. This could be a new part of my life. How did you feel about that?
2: When I first met her, I loved her, like, right away. Right. I just, like... cannot love her? (laughs) I just, like remember we went to the cheesecake factory and mm. I, even if we walked back in there I could tell you exactly where we sat and uh-huh. everything
0: and this is in Seattle yeah yeah
2: and so I was just like right when I met her I was like oh I love her everything about her and on top of that she's an NFL cheerleader like All right she,
1: she also gave us gifts so I think that was yeah. part of <laughs> the reason why it helped
2: <laughs> <laughs> like who couldn't love that and so and then as we started getting closer like there was never a doubt in my mind that like she was going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think like, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to go through any of this without her. Not
0: her, mm. Yeah. What about you, Vanessa?
1: I, like Brooke said, like I remember first time meeting her, I was like, Oh, this, like this is more serious than uh-huh. I think my dad let us on to know. Uh-huh. Um, and she was obviously around a whole lot and we would go like out to dinner with them and just hang out at the house with them and, you could just tell that like this was going to be something that was going to become our new routine and normal um and then I think as time went on my selfish little probably like eight or nine year old self was like oh my gosh is this new girl gonna take like my dad's time (laughs) is and then there was like talks whenever we had to move to Cincinnati and I was like oh my gosh She's going to come in and make us move. And so I will like be honest, there was definitely times where I was like resentful and I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I want this, but, um, I obviously saw how happy my dad was and that kind of made up for it. And then we're here now and I can say that this is probably one of the better things that has happened to us moving Mm -hmm. here. So, I mean, all happens for a reason. Yeah.
0: So where were you all in during this time? I mean, I know you guys were little, but you, you girls are strong in your faith now. Mm-hmm. So where did that faith journey kind of begin in relation to all of these years? And how would you say that what you've gone through has grown you?
1: Yeah, I would say pretty soon after my dad met Brandy, um, that was when we first started going to church. I mean, we were the type of family that went on Easter and then mm-hmm. maybe on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And like our extended family wasn't really involved. And so we had never been really introduced to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Brandy came in and she was like, you need to come with me. You need to check this out. Like, see if you like it or not. And then almost immediately after that, she moved across the country. And so Mm -hmm. it was like our one thing that kind of kept us going was no longer there to like Mm -hmm. motivate us to go. And so we definitely fell out of going and we'd go if we felt like it, not because we were like, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't, honestly, didn't really start going consistently until our family kind of met back up in Cincinnati when she came from Charlotte and we came from Seattle. Right. And even then, I just remember I was like, ugh, church. I was like, yeah. I'm about to sit through a service for two hours. Like, this sounds awful. Like, I'm not going to know anyone. Like, all these other kids are going to be so ahead of me and what they know. Mm-hmm um but then we got to Cincinnati we were trying to find like the perfect fit for us and we just were striking out and I think that's also what kind of made me like hesitant I was like Mm -hmm. if we've tried all these places and nothing is working for us then what is happening Mm -hmm. and then we found all church and I was like oh my goodness this this is what all the hype is about (laughs) yeah and I remember Brooke and I we were in what sixth and fourth grade and we so we were like the older kids in like the youth ministry. And I I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) these little kids are showing me up right now. (laughs) And, but we like really got into it. We got into a routine and then we started going to like the Sunday night youth group. And that like really opened my eyes. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like all this can be for me. Like all of this, what they're saying can be applied to me. And I was like, Ooh, like, that makes me emotional thinking about it because I was like that is like a huge turning point and um I would say that's something that's like very deeply important to us now and something that um we think about in our daily lives all the time and something that has definitely changed like our lives for the better
2: now so
0: yeah Brooke do you have anything to add to that
2: For me, when we first started going to church in Seattle, I was not a big fan of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because a (laughs) six or seven year old did not want to go sit in a room and listen. listen. (laughs) So I was not happy about going to church, especially because it was like, again, like these big changes and then we start going to this new thing that I didn't like. And so I was like, what is this? And then we moved here and we found all church and I like walked into, like I walked out and I was like, wow, that was actually fun. Like I actually enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. And then like, as the years went on, like I can't even imagine like not going to church and like God, like actually like being like me being able to communicate and like yeah. talk to him. Mm-hmm. like
0: I can just see God's hands completely over your lives. And I don't know I mean, you, you girls are getting closer and closer to being adults than you are to being children, which yes, that is so weird, (laughs) but I hope that as you continue to get older, you can look back and see all of the moving parts and how, if this, because this happened, this happened and. Brandy was introduced and she said, girls, let's go. We're going Mm -hmm. to church. And then you come to find Jesus and how that changes everything. And it is, I can just, and when I can look and see God's, God's fingerprints all over your lives, it, I'm just so excited to see what he's going to do with you because he doesn't give these stories to us and put us, you know, allow these circumstances Stances to happen to us for no reason. And all, all of this is part of how he's forming you and molding you and creating you for something greater mm-hmm. than ourselves to be used for him. And I am just so excited to see what that is going to be. So how would you say that what you have gone through has changed you differently than any other normal 15 and 17 year old who is just going through the normalcy of life?
1: Yeah, I mean... I think just listening to anyone's story who has kind of gone through a loss at a young age, a lot of people will say, like, they have realized or come to terms with a lot lot of things a lot sooner, and I think that is definitely the case. Um, I think as I've grown up, I can kind of see where I fit amongst the crowd, um, where I have goals and ambitions, and I... Mm -hmm. Have those things because I've seen how easily it can be taken away or how soon things can end when you think they're not supposed to. Um, and so I think that's a huge part of who I am now, just because I have seen a lot of tragedy and a lot of sadness that I know that um, there there are things out there that I can accomplish and I'm, I want to do it because I know I can and I want to do it before like I don't know. I don't want to say time runs out cuz that sounds super sad, but you know, yeah, like yeah.
2: like make the most yeah, of yeah, today. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I get that. It's
2: good. For me, I feel like it almost forced me to like mature quicker than a lot of the people that I was around like at age 6. Like I was having to deal with this really mm-hmm. sad time and most kids that I had met at that time have not gone right, through Right. They're talking
0: Barbies and, Yeah, yeah.
2: So, I feel like <laughs> As I was growing up, I was almost, like, a step ahead of everyone else on that scale just because I had gone through this thing. And so I feel like that's definitely shaped me who I am now just because I'm able to, like, know how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. And I'm really good at communicating that now just because I had to learn how to do that from such a young age. So I feel like that's definitely helped me and, like, made me almost like a better person and friend, Mm. like, as a whole, so...
0: I love that. I love that you girls have such great self awareness to even recognize that, because so many go through whether it is a loss or divorce or some kind of trauma, tragedy, and they can go off, you know, off stage right and mm-hmm. down a path that's very destructive and self destructive, and the the you know kind of a victim mentality, and that hasn't been what I've seen in you girls. Vanessa, you said something before we started recording about you weren't going to let this be your identity. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I think um, to be completely transparent, like right when our mom passed away, I was like, well, I'm losing this person who gave me all this love and attention. I need to go find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so I would go find it and be like, this is like, did you know that my mom passed away? Did you know that I dealt with someone with cancer for two and a half years And so I would almost like guilt trip them into wanting them to like love on me and like appreciate what I was doing and compliment what I was doing and all of that. And I would, that's where I'd find like my happiness or my safety was telling people like this sad thing happened to me. This is how you should feel. Um, And coming out of that, I just felt like almost gross. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. I have so much more to me and so much more to offer than just having this sad part of my past Mm -hmm. be the only light that's coming out. Um, And so I really tried to like find who I was in sports and friends and church and literally anything I could do just because I didn't want people to see me as just the girl who lost her mom. I wanted them to see the girl who would be there if they needed them at 2 a.m., if the girl that would help them up on the field like help with math homework or whatever it was like I I just wanted to like shift the focus of what people saw me as and what I brought onto myself to something that is more about me because I knew that I I could honor my mom in so many other ways Mm -hmm. rather than just telling people without purpose like this is her story Mm -hmm. and so I think for me, it was finding, like, who I was and finding the balance of this is how I can honor her but still honor myself and, like, show people who I am.
0: I love that. I love that. Do all of your friends know your story?
1: Yeah, I think they all know, like, the main ideas of it. I don't think they, not all of them know, like, the details of everything, but they they know enough to know, like, what we've gone through in our story. So, yeah. Yours too, Brooke.
2: For me, my friends... Like, even me, I, like, I don't even remember the whole story. So, like, mm-hmm. when they asked me about it or, like, when I first told them, I really couldn't tell them much. So, like, I feel like they don't really know much about it. They really just know that my mom passed away from cancer and then we moved here. Like, I feel like that's about all that my friends really know.
0: How, Brooke, have you dealt with that there's just the reality that because you were so young, you don't remember a ton?
2: Yeah, for me... Um, it's really hard because like for Vanessa, she's able to like tell all these stories and like all these things she remembers. But for me, what I've done to like help myself with that is that my mom, um, wrote in a blog. Mm. And so I've used that to help me like remember things about her. And then like, I get to like hear the things that like went through her head when she was going through all these things that I would have never noticed just because I was four or six or something like that. And so I feel like that's been like the one thing that's really helped me to like almost like get to know her and learn about her just Mm -hmm. because I never really got the chance to do that.
0: It's amazing the difference that two years makes, that Mm -hmm. two years of development and awareness and knowledge makes um, in, in both of your lives. When I first met your family, I would never in a million years have guessed that Brandy was not your mom.
1: I know. My dad has a type, doesn't he? <laughs> well, yes, he does have a type. I mean,
0: they do look similar. Yes, for sure. She, she's not blonde. <laughs> but, um, but even just the way that I see this connection within all of you, and now mm-hmm. you have yeah. two little brothers as well who are running around and part of the crazy, but um, yeah, just to see how God has really knit your, your heart's, together yeah. has been just amazing and I one thing that I love so much about Brandis is that she continues to honor your mom and mm-hmm. the memory of her in multiple yeah. ways. So why don't you share what you guys do as a family for the different occasions that you celebrate her?
1: Yeah. Um, I can talk about her birthday and then you can talk about her anniversary. Mm-hmm. So for her birthday, we always, well, we always make her like her comfort food, which was, this is going to sound really weird, but I promise it's good. <laughs> it's just like boiled macaroni noodles and tomatoes with salt and pepper. I know. No cheese. Well, we tried it this past year. Cheese is actually really good on it. But before this past that year, was just it, that huh? was it. And so we always make that. We make like a big pot that lasts like all week. And we eat that for dinner. And she was obsessed with brownies. And so I.
2: But they could not have any type of nut in them. Don't, oh, don't with with her on that. that. Yeah. I am with her on that. No <laughs> like nuts in Like She would not
1: eat them if they had a nut in them. But we, we make sure that we make those chocolate brownies for her. And then um, for her birthday, we do lanterns. Or do we do lanterns or balloons? See, I already forget.
2: Usually for her birthday, we do balloons. Balloons.
1: And so we get, like, these big ones, and we write a little note on them. I always, like, kind of just – I write, like, three paragraphs about what's going on in our lives and um, how much I miss her and how – um, crazy. The world is down here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we always sign it and then let them off and watch them go up. And we've just kind of made that like our little thing. Um, we always do that just to remember her. Yeah. yeah. So sweet.
2: And then for the anniversary of her passing away, we do a lot of the same things. Like we eat the same foods and stuff <laughs> like that. And then we let go of these, like those big fire lanterns. lanterns yeah. And that's always like really cool. And I feel like it's just like a really good symbol almost Mm -hmm. of like seeing like this light like floating Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that was like, that's always been really cool to be able to like do. And we've been doing that for
1: forever. A long, long (laughs) time. I think it's also been cool just to keep doing this and like with our brothers, like they join in on it too. And obviously they didn't know her, but like, this will be something that we continue to do and they'll be able to be a part of and brandy is obviously being a part of it and so it's really like comforting to know that we're like melding our two our two stories together when we continue to do this so yeah
0: and it was just a few years ago that your dad and Brandis officially Mm -hmm. adopted you girls as well yeah so um you truly are like one complete family unit now Well, I love you girls. I am so unbelievably proud. I would be proud of you if you had had the most boring vanilla story ever. (laughs) But I'm especially proud of how you live and how you love others, how I see you love your parents and your brothers and the helps that you are and the way you just care for other people. I really truly believe that God has something amazing to do with your story or he wouldn't have given it to you. So keep telling it, keep looking for opportunities that you can share it. I believe so much that someone's going to come along your path and they're going to say, I absolutely needed to hear that. And um, if that hasn't happened yet, I know that it will. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing it. Of and, course, um, thank you. I love it so much. All right, so a couple questions that I ask everybody at the end yes. of every podcast. The first one is, since this podcast is all about finding God's promises in Scripture, in the words that he has already given us, um, whats what's been a verse that's been meaningful to you in your lives?
2: Uh, I can go first. One of my favorite verses that I've stuck with for a while is Romans 8.18. And it's for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. I feel like that's like goes along with not only our story but just like daily life. Yeah. And so I feel like that's really stuck with me for a very long time, just with everything and it just like keeps me pushing and going along.
0: And this is just temporary. Yep. As as long as the days and years can seem, it's just temporary. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Well, I didn't know that one was yours and mine's Romans eight fifteen. So, oh, well. <laughs> but mine you play says, the same sports team. You yeah, no. read out of the same Pract- chapter in the Bible. <laughs> Practically the same person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. And that one I did a study, um, I think two summer or maybe it was last summer. And I was reading the book of Romans and that one, I read it and I literally had to like stop and sit back cuz I I am definitely a person that de- like struggles with trusting the plan and mm-hmm. trusting the future and not wanting to know every single detail of every single minute. Yeah. And so I read that and that w- I also read it in like a time of my life where I was like I just want to know what's going to happen. I want to know like what I'm about to be doing in the next weeks or months and then I read that and I was like, "Well, just kidding, like, gotta just sit back and just trust whatever is about to be thrown at me, so. I yeah. love it, yeah, I love it.
0: All right, well, summer is officially around the corner. Y'all, how many more weeks of school do you have? Two. And do those include exams? Nope.
2: We don't have any exams this what? year.
0: I know, I know. Every high school student <laughs> listening right now is like screaming uh, I at, know. oh my goodness, I that's know. awesome. I well, hear. congrats on that. So two weeks of school left. Mm-hmm. And then summer is here. So for each of you, what is something you love about summer?
2: For me, it's tanning and being in the sun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always say if carbs and sunshine were good for your body, you'd be the healthiest person (laughs) in the world.
2: (laughs) I just absolutely love the sun and just being outside in the summer just because of the heat. And I absolutely hate the cold me too I'm so with you
1: (laughs) mine is definitely playing soccer with my team that is like my little safety net I love going out there and playing with them and just kind of being free with my friends and not having any more school stress especially I think after junior year I'm ready to not think about physics or English anymore so yeah
0: Have you started college searching? I know you've been to a couple.
1: Yeah. um, we've been to a couple one was UK, one was Tennessee, and it has kind of hit me that I'm about to be a college student in a year and a half and less
0: than a year and a half. I know. And
1: it's so weird. It's so weird, but I'm also super excited. Yeah. Going to the campuses has been super fun. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. Um, And then the last thing, since this is the Let It Be podcast, Mm -hmm. if you could have one prayer answer, doesn't matter what it is, what would it be?
2: Um, At the moment, I feel like one prayer that I would like to be answered would just be like, just like everything, just like settle down. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like everything's just been like so high intensity Mm -hmm. for so long. And I just feel like I almost just need like a break and just like something to just, make sure that I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right now. Cause I've just like, everything has just been so crazy yeah. and my mental state is
0: suffering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it has been a lot and I think it's been a lot on everybody. Mm-hmm. I especially, my heart has been especially postured toward teenagers because you are going through all of just the life of getting through high school mm-hmm. and then you add the craziness of this world to it and um yeah it's been a lot i will play that with you
1: mine would mine has been kind of a constant prayer um is just to give myself some more grace mm-hmm. and allowing myself to breathe and not always have to be doing something all the time um i am definitely the friend that i would rather talk about your problems than even consider mine and so i will sit with you for hours and talk to you about how I can help you before thinking about my homework assignments or the stress of everything going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so mine would just be to take a step back and allow myself to kind of like live a little bit more and yeah, just give myself some breathing room and some mercy. Yeah. I love both of those. Let it be. (laughs)
0: All right, girls. Well, thank you for being so transparent and for not making me cry. many (laughs) times. And um, I love you so much, and I'm just so proud of you and grateful for you and excited for big things ahead. We love you. (laughs) I am continually in awe of these girls, how mature they are, the way they have handled such tragedy in their own lives, and the way they are able to share what they have learned, what they have gone through with such honesty and transparency. I'm also unbelievably proud of the way the entire family continues to honor the memory and the life of their mother. Such a sweet conversation with these girls. If you know them, you love them. And if you don't know them, go give them a follow on social media. I'm sure that you will be inspired in all areas of their life. This is the second to last week of our mom's month. And then I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break. We will be rolling into summer, the months of June and July. I will have content, but it won't be coming out every week. So follow me on the social media platforms at Becky Becky's and you will be able to stay up to date on the latest episodes as they drop. So Tune in next week for our final episode with a very, very special guest,
2: and I will meet you back here next week.